This is The Runwave, candid chats with real runners about topics that affect the running community. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Runwave Podcast. I am your host, Kim. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. If you are a return listener, welcome back to the show. I truly appreciate you tuning in week after week. If you haven't already done so, be sure that you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so you do not miss an episode. You can also go to therunwave.com. There will be a pop-up that shows on your screen. Just type in your email address and I will personally send you an email every time I upload an episode. On today's show, I have Bernadette Henry. I consider her the jump rope queen. You may know her as Make It Fun NYC on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. She's jumping all over New York City. She's in Times Square. She's in Brooklyn. She's everywhere. So I am talking to her about her journey of power walking in New York City. She's picked up power walking and she has turned her love of jump rope into walking and she is racing all over the city. So I'm chatting with her about her journey and how she's walking and she doesn't care with anyone thinks about it. So let's get into the interview. Please welcome Miss Bernadette Henry to the Runway Podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am good. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Me too. I'm so excited. I know. We actually met in person by chance this summer. You know, y'all may or may not know, I picked up roller skating this year. I mean, I roller skated when I was a kid, but I picked it up again as an adult. And Bernadette was in the park, jumping rope, doing her thing. And I run into her and said, are you... I don't know if I said Bernadette or uh, the jump rope lady. <laughs> she said, hey, you know, I love when I can meet like people in person and just put a, a name and a voice to the face. So it was so good to finally meet you in person this summer. Yes, I feel the same way. I love, 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 love meeting my people online in person. And I was surprised that I was taller than you. You look so tall online. Really? <laughs> Only five, like seven. You're five seven. Mm-hmm. I'm five seven too. I don't know why you. I felt that like you were shorter than me, but yeah, it was just I, I got to see you in person as well, and it's like a sight to behold. If y'all don't know, Bernadette is she jumps rope for fitness and she teaches classes as well. So it was nice to be able to see you do your thing in person in the park with like, but she's just like so open and just just does it. And a lot of people can't do that. You just set up your your gear and you go for it. I love that. Thank you. So what made you get into jumping rope? So I grew up in Bronx, Harlem. So basically lived in the Bronx, always went to school in Harlem. So it was always like a Bronx, Harlem thing. And mm-hmm. of course, as little kids, we all just jump rope. So we had the double dutch games. We had like the straight rope games. Um, single rope, I don't re- I don't remember how that came a part of my life. But um, my two earliest memories were in the sixth grade. I was outside jumping rope. And I was trying to do a double under. And I kept falling. My mother was screaming out the window like, please stop, please stop. I'm like, I got to mm-hmm. get this. And then my second memory was like in the seventh or eighth grade, there was like this random contest and they was wanted to know like how many jumps you could do like in a minute. And I did like 240 jumps. And I also remember somewhere in that story, I borrowed a jump rope book from the library 
And I tried to teach myself a lot of the stuff and it wasn't too successful. And some of the things to this day, I still can't do. But those are the three early, the three childhood memories. And then as an adult, uh, when I used to hang out downtown by Union Square and, you know, Equinox Gym was over there. And one day I was just like, you know what, let's go inside this gym. Mm-hmm. And when I picked up the schedule, it said arrow box, arrow jump. And I'm like, is this a jump rope class? And they was like, yeah. So that's kind of what reignited the passion and how I really developed uh, jump rope as an adult. Mm-hmm. So what made you, was it health reasons? What made you want to pick up? Cause I consider it a sport. Do you? Um, I mean, there's so many, and that's the great thing about jump rope. There's so many different like outlets or avenues to jump rope. So I was a 19 year old. I always said 19 year old kid at the time. So I was like an adult, but still a kid. And it was, ju- it just happened to be something that was on a schedule. Like I wasn't into fitness. I wasn't into working out. I wasn't into any of that. Um, it just so happened. I saw arrow box, arrow jump. I said, this is a jump rope class. And I went to the gym. I used to just go to work, go to the gym. And what I did is I went to the arrow box, arrow jump class, which is taught by a former middleweight boxer, Michael Elagide Jr. And from him, I kind of learned like the technical aspects, how to breathe, how to jump, how to slide your rope, all of those technical things that you really may not learn as a kid. And then there was another midway boxer there uh, by the name of Stephen Johnson. You know, he's no longer with us today, but he saw my passion for a jumping rope. And if he wasn't um, in class or having a session, he would like pull me in. And he's the one that kind of taught me tricks and things like that. And unfortunately, within that year, he was in a match, went into a coma. And he's no longer here. So I do have like a trick that's, you know, dedicated in his honor. But those are the two that really kind of shaped me as a jump roper. And then, you know, I noticed like a year later, I used to like do the treadmill. I used to do the classes and then jump rope. And a year later, I had lost so much weight. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like I wasn't even that wasn't the goal. And and it wasn't what I was thinking about. Like I had really gained like the freshman 20, 30, whatever it was. And, you know, jump rope, it just became something I did for fun. And when I did actually get into working out, it was just something that I always included in every workout. Wait, so you lost weight just from jumping rope? Yeah, jumping and walking on walking on a treadmill. (laughs) Really? Because, you know, I remember Michael, you know, Michael Martinez. Yes. Like a few years ago, he was jumping rope. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And somehow I found your page through him, but he got it into my mind. Like jumping rope is another form of fitness that we Mm -hmm. can do to, you know, add to our repertoire because we're runners, but you know, just, it's always good to have something else because running beats up your body, you know? So Cross training is always essential to maintaining a healthy lifestyle. So yeah, that's great that you actually lost weight. And it's fun too. It's nice when you can do something that's fun and it has like a health benefit for you as well. So kudos on that. So where what you're in New York City? What borough are you in? I'm in Brooklyn. Okay. How long have you been in Brooklyn? Since 2016. So I live in Bay Ridge. So black people don't really consider that in Brooklyn. (laughs) Bay Ridge. I don't even think of Bay Ridge. Yeah, exactly. Bay Ridge is like by the Verrazano Bridge, Tyker Heights. Oh, you deep, deep. Yeah. So that's not like Flatbush, you know, Mm -hmm. Crown Heights, you know, the Mm -hmm. other parts of Brooklyn we know about. So, wait, how the heck did you get to Bay Ridge? My husband. Oh, I didn't even know you were married. Okay. 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 So you have uh, three boys, right? Three boys. So tell me a little bit about the boys. 
Okay, so I have three boys, ages 5, 11, and 13, soon to be 14. And um, they're all amazing, phenomenal. Like my uh, 13-year-old, he basically is great at whatever he does. So whether it's jumping rope, whether it's like any sport that you give him, uh, instruments, he play, he's been playing the flute since the fourth grade, mm-hmm. reads music, very, very talented um, and very smart, you know, and that's the thing I love about him. And, you know, I'm just trying to like, like trying to let him find himself, you know, instead of me trying to say, okay, this is what you're going to do. So like really let him find himself and him exploring because like only when he's passionate about something, I can like fully support it, you know, and I don't want to beat him up like, okay, you have to do this or you have to do that. So just trying to, you know, live some kind of example that he can see. And then I have my 11 and five-year-old, both of them are on the autism spectrum. They're on, they're considered high functional, but that doesn't make it any less being autistic. And so it's, you know, really a challenge with them trying to manage like the household with like all guys. <laughs> and you have like your neurotypical and then you have the two other boys and then like everyone's different. So it's like, I have to be this like person, different person to each person. So, you know, with the two on the spectrum, yeah, they have the same diagnosis, but they're two total different people. And then you have a preteen in the house who's like, okay, if these two can get away with saying whatever they want, you know, autism, they're all like black and white, no gray, no shade. Uh, Mm -hmm. He thinks he can kind of do the same thing as I, you know, better, right. They though, this is like what they do second nature. Um, But it's really an honor being a mom to them. It's a challenge um, and it helps me grow as well. So So are there two that are on the spectrum? Are they really close? Um, I would say they are. I think all of them are pretty much close with each other. Mm -hmm. But they do, but they do. So I know how boys... But they do, their arguments are like the funniest because like the oldest one, he doesn't understand that the youngest one has to learn some things. So a lot of times he'll be like, oh, stop being so overdramatic. So I'll say, I'll say, hey, look, we're going to the circus and the little one will be so excited. And he's like, stop being so dramatic. I'm just like, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, he's always trying to fix his grandma, like get your grandma together. Like, sir, he just entered kindergarten, like give him a chance to breathe. So their arguments are like the cutest ever. They Mm -hmm. tell each other off and I have to like go somewhere and laugh. So. So what is your daytime gig? What do you do? I'm a mental health case manager. I've been doing that for the last 20 plus years. Wow. So how do you balance it all? Like work, three children, a husband. How do you make time to like fit everything in? Um, I just make it happen, you know, and it's like, sometimes I may have to, you know what they say, Rob Peter to pay Paul. And you have to kind of do that to stay sane or else. So I do what I got because you know a lot of times you know us moms we think that we have to be everything to everybody, and sometimes some kids ain't even thinking about us. Like I walk in a house, I'm like, hey everybody, and nobody thinking about me. They just mm-hmm. like where the food, like yo, <laughs> <laughs> or like you know they have their games in their hands. They're not really thinking about me. So if I want to like come in the house and change and go outside to go walk or jump or whatever I have to do, they won't even care. So you know it's just. I think like there's really no such thing as balance. Like you can't have balance. You just have to make it all happen, make it all fit however you do it. 
Yeah, it's hard, but you know, women, particularly us black women, we're super women, you know, we, 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 we make it happen. And that's right. just, it, people ask me that question too. And I don't know, we just do it. It's right. just part of, part of our daily. And it's just, that's life. <laughs> but, but it's like, but also too, like we have to just be so intentional about taking that time because I think that's one thing that can hold some of us back that we think we have to be this superpower. And because of that, like other things that we may be dealing with personally, we may not deal with it because we're like, oh yeah, we got to be the strong black woman. We got to do this. You know, we see our other counterparts and they're like, hey, look, I'm going to therapy. Let me get my hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars. I'm going to therapy. I'm going to go sit on the beach. I'm going to go do something to take care of myself. And this is something that as black women, like a lot of times black women see self-care as luxury. And it's really not about luxury. It's really about more so taking care of your inner self than your outer self. That is, it's a necessity. It's not a luxury. It's, it's something that we should build into our weekly schedule. I yeah. agree. <laughs> so your love for a jump rope, you made this into a business as well. Yes. So you, you teach jump rope classes. Yes. And it was not done purposely at all. Like, I don't even know how it all happened, but um, I was like, like I said, jumping rope in the gym is something I've always done. And the style that I created in 2012, I, for the most part, married like my personality with the fitness. And that's kind of what made it um, on a grander scale. So when I first started posting videos on online, you know, there, I mean, there were people jumping, but a lot of times you kind of saw it from the athletic um, mm-hmm. or the sport. So world jump rope, you would see the burpees and the flipping and the this and the that. And when I came along, people was like looking at me and they're seeing me smiling and just like having a time on my, on my life. And they're like, oh my gosh, wow, fitness can be fun. So mm-hmm. from there, that's kind of how I've always you know, pattern my style, like just having fun and showing people like this, like working out doesn't have to be a chore. You can enjoy fitness. You can enjoy working out. You don't have to be so tough. And the things that I do, they're like so easy and teachable to other people. So how are your classes like a function? Do you have like a beginner class? Is it for the pros? Do they have to be able to do this and cross the hands? (laughs) My class, my class is for everyone. So basically my class is a jump rope fitness class. That's all we do. Like back in the days I used to have it where we would like jump and then push-ups and squats and things. I like took all of that out because we do so many different things with the jump rope. So I have a mixture of beginners and veterans. So veterans, I call anybody that's been to the class at least twice. And I, I have it where we do certain standard things. So we'll do like the basic jump. We'll go over footwork. We'll go over basic tricks. And then, you know, at the end, of course, everybody's favorite part is the freestyle where they get to kind of freestyle, you know, what they learned or whatever they want to do. And so what I do is, like I said, because we follow a certain format, I teach a certain style. So my style is jumping to music. So that's kind of the end all goal with the students, like really jumping to music. So uh, while I'm teaching the beginners, a lot of times I'll be able to say, okay, for the veterans, I'll say, okay, just add these two tricks together while I'm working on these tricks with the beginners. So everyone kind of gets their me- needs met in that class. Mm-hmm. So your following has been steadily growing and increasing. So when when would you say that this was it? Like this is when people started knowing my name and who I was and what I do. What what point was that for you? I would say maybe 2000, 
I would say maybe 2014, 15, 16. Um, I've, when I look back on YouTube, I believe my first jump rope video on YouTube was about 2009. And I've basically been online before Instagram even had video. And, you know, this is a point that I try to tell everybody that it takes many years to become an overnight wonder. So sometimes you may see someone. Well, it's not an overnight wonder, right? (laughs) Right. Put the work in. (laughs) Yeah, you you got to put the work in. And, you know, I, I, I say, I think a lot of people are aware. Sometimes the numbers don't reflect it as well as they should. But then when I look at everything else collectively, you look, I look at all the media, I look at all the other things that I've done and just me going out and people running into me like, oh my God, I follow you on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, just like how you did. And it's just, you know, amazing how small this world is. Like I even met a coworker um, at like one of my, one of my previous jobs and she was like, oh my gosh, are you that girl that jump rope? She seen me on Snapchat and I didn't even know her, you know? So I think that, you know, people, they know, sometimes you may not realize how much people know, but they, they know. Do you think there's been any downside to the exposure? Um, of course, as always. So, you know, for me, I'm not your typical fitness looking person. So of course I, I get the fat shaming. I've been getting that since like forever and ever and ever. Um, I think that's like probably the biggest thing is the fat shaming. Um, I think sometimes being compared. So some people are like, Hey, are you ever going to do a mic release? And it's like, no, I'm not like I, have my style. And that's where I'm going to stay, you know, for as long as I'm jumping. So of course it's going to have its downside. People are going to, it's just like celebrities, you know, when you have like thousands upon thousands of people watching you, they're going to be the good. They're going to be the bad. Now, how do you deal with it? Because I have a YouTube channel and I post a lot of like travel videos and I travel like a lot during the pandemic. And I got all those comments like, why are you going here? What you doing? And I would have my type it. I was like, let me stop. Let me do. Del- I don't know these people. Let me fall back. How, how do you not or do you go in on people? Um, sometimes I'll do it in a nice way. So sometimes like before I used to get upset now, it's just like, whatever, because I know like if I hand that same person a jump rope that in 10 seconds, they'll be like huffing and puffing and people don't really realize all that goes into jumping rope. So I I'm laughing. Yes. I'm having fun. Yes. But jump rope is like really like that's like your one of your top conditioning things that you can do um this and this is why your elite athletes such as boxers they jump rope and they run because once you get in that ring and, and i used to be one of them people like why is the boxing match or why is the round only three minutes but when i got into that boxing ring and started sparring i was just like oh this is why there because now you have to move your arms your legs you have to be on the offense you have to be on the defense and there's so many moving pieces and that's kind of what the jump rope gives you because now you have to do all of that and try to maintain your breathing. So mm-hmm. I, I realize like these people, they're, they're not going to be like half on that level, even just doing a basic jump. So that kind of, and then like on TikTok, you know how, you know, they have the thing on TikTok where people, you, people can leave comments and you can actually make a video to the comments. Mm-hmm. And I started doing videos, but very, very positive videos. And I noticed that those videos go viral real fast. Mm-hmm. So allow like address it, like even to the point where Shanti, he reposted one of my videos on his Instagram reel. So he took a double Dutch video and then he took like my voiceover on another video of me expressing the fat shamers and he posted it. So, you know, ever so often I'll address it. Do you feel like since like 
TikTok is, has become so big in the last few years and Instagram, you know, changing with the reels and the video, has that helped you to get more exposure and noticed by other people? Oh yeah, definitely. TikTok is like so big and I, I was actually on TikTok when it was musically, but didn't realize like what it was. And I had already had an account, like, which I really didn't realize until like I created the new account. And, um, I started the account, I think in 2019 and that's where I went, met Donetta. Um, I did it like in 2019 and I doubled my Instagram following in one year on TikTok. Because TikTok, that's like that was like TikTok, I think it's less restrictive than Instagram, Facebook, and the other social medias because people really truly appreciate you like being yourself and living in your full light, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to that, people are very engaging. So people are actually gonna comment, people are gonna take the time to share, people are gonna take the time to ask the questions. And a lot of media, they are looking at TikTok. So I can actually point to the opportunities that I've had just based on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Now in the jump rope realm, we're going to get into the running and walking part, but I, I, I'm interested in the jump rope part. <laughs> in the jump rope realm, are there like people that look like you or is it, I mean, you mentioned like the fitness, you know, types and everything like that, but there are there any of us? Because I think that, I look like you. When I see you, I see me. Are there any of us in this realm or do you feel like you're you're out there on your own almost? I think that because of me, a lot of people are coming out of their shell. And I've heard this a lot of times because if you look at me, I'm in the gym, I'm in Times Square, I'm on 34th Street. I will mm-hmm. jump anywhere, anytime, as long as I have my sports bras on and the jump rope, I'm good. I'm going to jump anywhere. So I think that that's given a lot of women confidence, right? And I've seen other women like on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, they're coming out of their shell. And there was this one particular lady, right? And she was just like, oh, I was plus size. Well, she, she She's plus size and she was, a, she was ashamed to go to the gym. Girl, next thing I know, she doesn't had on her t her crop top t-shirt, belly and all. Because I always say that. I'm like, yeah, y'all, I'm gonna jump belly and all, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that me being so out there and open, it's really giving other women the confidence to be like, oh, if she could do it, I could do it. Mm-hmm. And I love that because sometimes I see, like, I'm self-conscious myself sometimes. Like, I don't want to run, run. I see all these women running in the sports where I'm like, I'm not doing that. I am not doing that. I don't barely want to wear shorts, <laughs> you know? So I like that you're, you're putting yourself out there and it makes other women see like, if she can do this, I can do this too. And I don't have to be shamed about how I look or about how others are going to perceive me. And I, you know, I applaud you for that. Cause it takes, it takes a lot, you know, it's, everyone battles with their self-esteem and, you know, right. the way they look or how they feel. And to see someone like you that's doing it, you know, you're me, I'm you. And it gives others the, the, the power and the self-worth to get out and do that too. So I applaud you for doing that. Thank you. I wish I could do it too. <laughs> you can, you can. <laughs> so tell me about your classes. When, when did those happen? Uh, the classes now happen about twice a month on Sundays. Um, the class, uh, of course, the participants want me to increase the days, but I'm just like, uh, sometimes I run on Sundays, you know? Uh-huh. So, um, depending on the, um, participation in the classes, I may increase it to like three Sundays a month, but so far it's like two. Okay. So tell everyone, how do they sign up for your class? Is there a um, link? So to, to sign up for class, you go to www.makeitfunnyc.com. And you would see um, classes or it's like right there. As soon as you go to the site, it says uh, register now. And I could get my jump rope. 
Yeah. So a lot of times I bring jump rope to class, but if you mm-hmm. want to purchase a jump rope, of course, I have those available as well. Yeah, because you know, I don't know anything about buying no jump rope. I just know back in the day, we used to have an uh, extension cord. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we, we did. Had had that. <laughs> we just took our stuff and we went out in the park and we yeah. jumped ropes. So, yeah, what, like, what is, is there like a whole line of jump ropes? Is there a certain type we're supposed to have? Um, I would really say the jump rope really depends on what your goal is. So, for me, I basically just use a regular PVC cord. Um, and that helped that gets me through everything that I need to do. And then they have weighted ropes, which I use as well. So when I'm just jumping rope to get a workout, I'll do the weighted ropes. Um, they have beaded ropes. I would say beaded ropes are really good for, uh, doing like routines, trying to get your footing very good for beginners. Um, and then they have, they just have like different kind of ropes. So it really depends on your goal of the particular session. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let let's get into why I brought you on the show. Yes, ma'am. because you are out here. Get it? Okay, look, y'all. I did a challenge for December, and I posted, you know, three miles a day. We're gonna run three miles a day every day for the month of December. And I said, there is no walking allowed. You have to run your three miles. And Bernadette said, I'm doing this challenge, but I'm gonna walk my miles. And I said, well, you go, girl. You know, you don't care what anybody thinks. And I love that. So, you know, there's a lot of run snobbery in the running community. <laughs> you know, I, I have been a part of it, I admit, <laughs> but I've been trying to do better. But you are out there and you're, how would you characterize Power walking? Yeah, power, speed. I, yeah, I interchange between the two. And you're actually doing races as well, walking the races. So what made you want to pick up power walking? Um, it was really by chance. It was never in my life goals, my life plans. So I was part of a fitness mastermind and a lot of them, of course, in Atlanta and it was sponsored. The sneakers that I wear Mizuno, it was sponsored by them. And so the guy was like, Hey, we're all going to do the race. So I said, okay, I'll do the virtual option. And it was a 10 K right. And that was like the worst (laughs) experience of my life because I was just not prepared. So this was July 4th. And I went to teach my class that morning and then I was still kind of, and when I go to teach my classes, I usually don't eat. Like I may drink some water or whatever, but I usually typically don't eat. So by the time I, you know, got the kids together, got their little food, came back to Brooklyn, it was like four o'clock and it was like, eh, I went to Jan C. I picked up a protein shake and a gallon of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I went and I walked and I walked in that hot sun for like two hours. And yeah, it was, it was a mess. And when I tell you, I did not want to pick myself up off the floor. I did not want to pick myself up the floor. Um, like I was like vomiting. The kids were like, mommy, I want to go home. Cause they were already out there for like two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually I made it home and I was, my body was done for like, at least like three or four days. And I don't know what triggered, but I have a friend, Melissa, whom I met like last year in Bay Ridge. And I think I was telling her about the experience. So she's like, yeah, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. You got to do that. So I'm like, okay. And then Artia Smith, um, she was giving me uh, some pointers as well. So then by that next Sunday, literally I was out in Coney Island, like doing a race, like another 10 K right. Or Coney Island. Mm -hmm. Um, and that time it took me like an hour and 38 minutes. Um, and I don't know how I became addicted to it. Like those two races, 
And then I think I started looking for races. And then that's when I found um, Elite Feats and Harlem Run. So I did a race up there. And that was just exciting. So I was like, I knew I was going to see people that I knew. And I don't know, it's just been an addiction. It's just insane. Mm -hmm. So how has the running community welcomed you or not welcomed you? Have they welcomed you in? Um, I think like for me, it was about really finding um, what works for me because I know that I walk and usually I do like 15 minute miles race day. It may be like 13, 14 ish. So I think that it's about really finding a community where I fit in. And, you know, when I did my first run with like city runs, I kind of felt intimidated. That was the first mm-hmm. in person. I felt intimidated because first of all, the race was like at 730 in the morning and I, I had nobody there. So I had nobody at the finish line. I had nobody to like congratulate a chip. It was just like nobody. And everybody was like so serious. Um, and so I got through that. And then when I went to like Harlem, you know, my husband and the kids came out. So I kind of had some support. But then even if they weren't there, I think I'd have been OK just because of the environment. So there was music. There was fun. I took out my jump rope. I was able to like do my thing. So I think it's really about finding the environment that you fit in and, you know, knowing what you're capable of. So like I said, for me, I know that I can finish a 5K in about 45 minutes cap, right? Um, so I'll, I'll kind of do that anywhere. And then a 10K, I'll fit, I can finish that in an hour and a half. So when it comes to 10Ks, I'll make sure if I'm doing a 10K, that maybe a, a, a 13.1 mile is going on at the same time. Because I know that like, I won't be like the, I might be the last one to finish the 10K, but I won't be the last one out there on the race. So I think it's about really finding the communities and Elite Feats is definitely one of them for me. Um, I I do a lot of their races. Um, like I said, this is new to me. So I do a lot of their races just because the environment is welcoming. You have a mixture of people that just do come out there for fun. And then you have your people that are serious. I always go in. I jump. The finish line pictures are the best for me. I love their um, pictures. Um, but I did have an experience, uh, at the last 10K that I did, um, just a couple of weeks ago, this lady, I don't know if she was sizing me up or whatever, but she was like, are you going to walk or run? And I'm just like, I'm walking. <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, cause I'm gonna walk too. Next thing I know she running down the thing. <laughs> I looked at my friend and I'm like, all of that was like totally unnecessary because like I walk and I've had people also to say, oh, you should Galloway. You should do the walk run. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't like run, like I um, I don't like running and jogging. Period, at all. And my method is do something that I can be consistent with. And I, if I can sit there and do fifteen minute miles for like you know forty five minutes, that's good. Ten k. If I can sit there and walk that fifteen minute mile pace for an hour and a half, that's a lot of work. And people don't realize that speed walking, power walking is a lot of work. You know, it's not like. I'm sitting there like walking slow. It's like mm-hmm. work, you know, and oh, I know it's, it's a lot of work. So, and, and I think too, that there's a lot of people that desire to do this, but they're intimidated because they think they have to run. And I've started putting some posts out there. Like, look, if you want to go out there and walk, then go walk, you know, train for the train for the race that you're going to run. So like, I've noticed sometimes even when I do races, there'll be people like walking and then they'll run, they'll walk, they'll run. But then what I notice is that I end up beating them 
because they're not training for that. Like me, literally every single day I'm out there and I'm out there training, walking on 15 minute miles, even on those days that I don't feel like it because I'm training for the race that I'm going to do. So it's really what you're going to, you're going to do what's sustainable to you and you're going to do what you can stick with. And then finding those communities where you'll fit in. So like there's a group out here in Bay Ridge called the Ridge Runners and they, they have like a lot of different runs and walks throughout the week, but I only go to like the Thursday night casual because they're, you know, some are running and then some are like walking fast or whatever. And because I started, you know, I joined them, they now, what they did on the Thursday night casual is they'll make like the three mile, I guess for the three mile or for the runners. And then they'll do like the two mile for the walker because they know that I'm going to come and walk. So I think it's really about going into those communities and environments that's going to accept you. Mm-hmm. But I've seen you with um, run crews, local run crews, and you're you just go out there. And I know a lot of crews in New York City, they're like inclusive and they don't leave anyone behind. So have you right. felt that like camaraderie with them? Um, I actually went to my first because I like I have I have not, I'm like not affiliated with any crews, but I just went out with Life of the Party Runners, right? And it was it was cool because it it goes along with my mission of having fun. And you know, I was a bit concerned because I was just like because you know it was on like five or six of us there, and I'm just like I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna walk, but I ended up walking. Um, and the young lady was like, she was jogging. I was walking. <laughs> it was like a challenge because I'm like walking. She's jogging. I'm like talking. And I ended up, you know, finishing in like 28 or 29. But it, it was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, there's always going to be someone there with you. Right. right? When you find your tribe, you'll know. But there's always going to be someone like I'm not as fast as I used to be. And I yeah. don't care. I don't care anymore. You know, I just do it because it's what I love to do. And, you know, I don't care what other people think. And what you think of me is not going to determine what I'm going to do today or tomorrow. I do my own thing. And, you know, I find like I just started getting back into well, not really group runs, but I just got back into group runs after COVID. Like I wasn't going out with nobody, you know, and, you know, I was in the back. And it was someone back there with me and we were just, you know, this is out there. We're going to stay together and we're just going to finish it. And that that's just is what it is. And I think like the New York City running community will welcome you with open arms. There's always going to be someone that's going to be there for you to support you and to encourage you to, you know, stick with this. And who maybe one day you might jog. A, let me tell you something. You walk faster than people run. <laughs> Some people run. I mean, you're going to be in the races and you're going to see people that started ahead of you. And like you said, you're going to catch them and you're going to finish before them. And that that's just how it is. And, you know, you'll I, I see that you've caught the bug now. Yeah. Like we, I mean, we like, always start and we catch the bug and you're in the bug. You're in that mode right, right now. And it's that. like sometimes like, you know, if I start the race, I may jog for a little 30 seconds to start it out. If some hills come up, I may do it. If I look at my watch and I feel like I'm a little behind, I may like do a few jogs there. But it's all like if I see some trees spaced out, I may jog in between the trees, like jog, walk, jog, walk. But it's not something I'm going to do consistently. So mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll throw the jogs in there, but it's not something that I know I'm going to do like consistently. So, yeah, no, you have to do what's best for you. You know, running isn't for everybody. I don't want to run sometimes. Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I like to get out there, walk too on my treadmill and just, you know, take it easy. And I 
And I applaud you for it because everyone can do, everyone can't go out there in a race where everyone's running and walk. Everyone can't do that, but you have the confidence and the perseverance to get it done. And, and I love it. Right. And I said, I'm going to do it. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, no matter what anybody says. And I think that's, that's all that matters. And I think that, you know, you know, people are watching. So like one of my, one of my good friends, she, you know, she has diabetes one and, you know, that comes from, you know, childhood, things like that. And so she was trying to jump rope thing, but it just was too much, you know, her body, she's like in her forties, like her body is just deteriorating. And you know, I believe I did my last 10K a couple of weeks ago and she was, she, she called me. She was like, look, I want to do this walk. She's like, she was like, I was like, okay. She's like, I see you doing it. I need to do something. Like I need to get out this funk. I am going to do this walk with you. And she was like, are you sure you're walking? Are you sure you're walking? I'm like, yes, of course. I like this. I'm like, this is how I do all my races. I'm not lying to you. Right. And she came out there with two broken toes and she did her thing, you know? Um, and I think it's just about motivating people, you know, to step outside of themselves and do something. Because I always tell people like something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. I think that you should just start your own group. Yeah, I, I thought about it. <laughs> you just do it. I mean, you, you're in, you, like you said, that woman came out. There are probably so many other people that are watching you and they're like, you know, I can do this, but who am I going to do it with? And if you put the call out there, like, hey, this is a, you know, I'm starting a group. We're walking. Come out and join us. People are going to come. That's how, that's how every run crew started. Wow. I think you should go for it. Shoot, I'll come out and walk with y'all. I don't want to run anyway. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. I'm serious. You should do it. Think about it. I know it's a lot of commitment and, you know, you, you're doing so many other things and it's like another thing to add to your plate, but you know, people need you, they're watching you and they're like, I can do that. And, but I don't know how, and you could be that catalyst to get them out there and, you know, come out of their shell and, you know, change their life. Cause that's what this does. It changes people's lives. It really does. It really does. And I never knew. And let me tell you something like, This thing is so life-changing that I am getting up sometimes at 4.30 in the morning Mm -hmm. or 5.30 in the morning just to make sure I go out there and get my two miles before I go to work. Like, it's so insane. Like, it's it's like really life-changing. And in addition to like the physical and like the, the mental, emotional benefits of it, like I've met so many amazing people. I mean, so many amazing people and grown closer bonds with people that I already knew. And I think, you know, because of like getting into this walking community or this running, I just call it all running, whatever, runner, walker, jogger, like we all runners, right? Like I've met amazing people. Like I, I, I wouldn't have met like Karan Allen. Like I may have met him somewhere down the lines, but I met him because of a race, you know, I've just come across so many amazing people, so many amazing communities, organizations, and I think it's like an amazing community as long as like you're you know, true to yourself. Don't you love Karan? Every time I hear him speak, I'm like, Mr. President. Like I can see him <laughs> being the president in like yes. 20, 50 years. <laughs> I love I know, like run sometimes I feel like this thing has we get closer to people that we've met through this sport than like friends that we've known for years. Right. Like you you see your fitness friends more than your regular friends. Yeah, which I mean, is that's, crazy. That's, basically but what it is. that's reality. And you become so close to these people, like they become your family. And yeah, it's just it's 
I always running changed my life. You know, it's taken me all over the world. I would have never gone to certain places without running and, wow. you know, walking can change your life too. So what's next? What, what races do you have next on your schedule? Um, so I have two races in January. There's, um, they're part of the winter series with elite feet. So they're doing like a winter tour. So I'm going to do the one in prospect park. So this could be my first time in prospect park. And then another one. in I think forest park out like close in Queens. And mm-hmm. then there was just the post posted today for the black solidarity uh, run on mm-hmm. the 17th of January. So now that's three. So my goal is usually to do at least two walks a month. Okay. So do you have any plans to upgrade your distance, like to do any halves or maybe the marathon? No, no, <laughs> no. I'm like the, I'm like 13 miles. It's not that because I've seen people actually speed walk the 13 because I'm, I'm like, I'm that person that will go to a race and I will stay there till everyone's complete. So even if I did a 10K and there's people still doing like a half, I'll wait. Like, mm-hmm. that's just what I like to do. And I've seen um, two people so far at different races speed walk the race. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm good at five and 10. So do you, have you done the New York World Runner races yet? I've never done a New York World Runner race. You should give it a try. I mean, like the, the 5K, well, you know what? You can do like in the summer, like the Queens 10K. Okay. Cause that one, like you get a really nice medal for, and the, um, the Percy Sutton in Harlem, that's a 5k. That's like a really good, you don't get a medal, but it's like a, it's like our race okay. other than Ted Corbett. You know, that's like our race that we do every year. What else do they have? They have, I think the rest of the big ones are like all half simple, but also I don't think they have an autism. Do they have an autism race? There's a company out there. Um, there's an autism company out there. I know there's an autism walk. I don't think New Orleans has an autism race, but they have like a weekend in June and July where they have the LGBTQ and then they, oh, you know what it is? It's Achilles International. So like disabled um, people will do that race. But yeah, that's in June and July. That's like a, a four miler. So they have a lot of options that I think would be like really good for running. And you can even bring the kids. They have like kids races too before some of the races, like one milers. So the right. kids can come out and do those. So they have like a, a lot of good options. And also, you did a pace runs race as well before, right? Yes, I did one. Yeah. I have the medal right up there somewhere. Oh, right <laughs> yeah, I love them. I met Mikey like before they were pace runs. They were they were like... Wow. um greek affiliated they had a greek affiliated race and yeah they're like a good company to a minority owned company that you know i like to support so yeah yes as soon as they put their schedule up i'm gonna like schedule them all out well i'm proud of you thank you for doing your thing and not caring what other people think and just getting out and encouraging others because you and i see your posts and you encourage me too you know, and I, uh, and people say that to me, I don't post as much as I used to, cause I just can't be bothered no more, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> but I scroll. And when I see people like you getting it in, it makes me want to get up and say, I need to get it in. I'm not going to post about it, but I'm going to do it. Right. You know, so you encourage me and I know that you encourage other people as well. And I'm going to get to one of your jump roping classes. Yay. That works. Cause, cause I, and I, I need to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> but look, no matter what happened, I'm going to have that thing with me. 
I know. And, but and, just, you would, and you would be surprised too how much the just the the um, conditioning from the jump rope has helped with the walking. Oh, I know. Because when you said boxing, I, I, the light bulb went off, and I said, "Oh, boxers do jump rope." You always see boxers in their training, like doing the jump rope, and it's not easy. It people think of you because you make it look easy, but it's not right. easy. <laughs> tell people that all the time. I'm like, I'm yeah. smiling, but <laughs> you make it look fun. And it, it I know it's not easy. So yeah, I, I want to come out and, you know, maybe we could do a little something. You could put me on your TikTok, give me some followers because ain't nobody yeah, follow me on know. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you have to run on the seventh, well, they say it might be real cold. I don't like jumping outside in the cold. It's too cold. Yeah, I'm not jumping outside. I'm, we going to wait until spring to right? do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come to Brooklyn in spring and we'll, we'll get that in. <laughs> That's all I do. Like my little morning walks outside. I do not jump. I do my morning walk. I come get ready for work. It's mm-hmm. too cold. Especially if it hits you. Mm-mm. Definitely. It's too cold right now. <laughs> but yeah, I want to thank you for being on the Runway podcast. This is a little something different for me because, you know, we always feature runners and you're now an honorary runner. But I love that you're doing something different, something that I've never had on the show and, you know, something that I think others will appreciate. So I want to thank you for coming on the show, coming on my platform and just bringing awareness to something different that, you know, we can do, especially as African-Americans, you know, we have all of our, our ailments that are passed down from generation, to generation, high blood pressure, all, all that bad yeah. stuff. So yeah, you're contributing to making our community better. And I appreciate that. And I'm sure others do as well. Thank you so much. Well, tell everybody where they can find you on socials. Um, so my website, make it fun, NYC.com, uh, everything else, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, make it fun, NYC, TikTok, jump rope is dope. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I will leave all of Bernadette's details down below. So y'all can follow her. If you're in New York city, sign up to take her classes. You might run into me in one tripping over my jump rope, but I'm going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> And I want to thank you for being on the Runway Podcast. It was so good to have you on. Yes. All right. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Bernadette, aka Make It Fun NYC. I will leave all of her details down below so you can follow her. And if you are in the New York City area, be sure to check out her jump rope classes. You can find the information to join on her website. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Runway Podcast, and I will catch y'all on the next one. Later. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Run Wave. If you are a runner that has a story to tell, feel free to email hello at therunwave.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram at The Run Wave. Don't forget to follow The Run Wave on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are The Run Wave on all platforms. Subscribe to our email list. It is listed down below in the notes of this show. And subscribe to The Run Wave on YouTube, the visual episode of this show will be posted there.